Thanks for listening to the Cascade Vineyard Church Podcast. Like so many other churches and houses of worship across the world, we've decided to take our weekly service online to comply with various social distancing efforts and stay-at-home orders in light of the recent coronavirus pandemic. Our stream goes live every Sunday at 10 a.m. Be sure to check it out on our website at cascadevineyard.org stream or on Facebook at Cascade Vineyard Church. We'd love to have you join us online. Enjoy this message. Hey, good morning, everybody. Um, hope you had a great uh, 4th of July. Uh, hope you enjoyed the holiday, got a chance to do something fun. I know uh, weather wasn't quite as warm or as sunny as we expected, but at least it didn't rain. Uh, and I know fireworks and getting together for stuff is a little different right now uh, with the pandemic going on. But I hope you're still able to enjoy, get some rest. For those of you who had the observed holiday on Friday, that three-day weekend, get some sleep, do some things around the house, whatever you want to do. So I hope you had a great holiday. Um, I'm glad you you guys are still uh, tuning in with us uh, online again, on, um, in some ways unfortunate, uh, but uh, it's it's still uh, a good way that we are able to connect and we're, we're thankful that we still have this space to do so. Um, with that being said, Glenn and I are continuing to work really closely with CTK in working towards a reopening date for our church. Um, I, I'd like to say that we're very close to working out a time and that we are much closer to returning to uh, in in person gatherings than we are um, from when this first all started, where we had to suspend our gatherings. So um, keep keep your ears and eyes open for that um, as we gather more information and uh, check off the boxes that CTK needs from us to get our reopening underway, um, and then we'll get that news out to you guys. So um, with that, uh, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to dive right in. God, thank you so much uh, for your freedom that you give us, uh, for the liberty that we have in your presence, um, that your forgiveness and your finished work and your resurrection life um, free us from the bondage of sin. It frees us from the bondage of of all the weight that comes uh, with our fallen nature, uh, that you uh, graciously lift that off of our shoulders as we as we come to you time and time again. Uh, that you are merciful to us and that you are kind to us. Um, yeah, we just, we love you and we trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, so today I just want to talk a little bit about uh, a word that's kind of been stirring uh, in my heart for the last week or two um, amidst all the crisis and crazy stuff going on between COVID-19 and the social injustices going on uh, in our world and what more or less feels like a, a new civil rights movement um, in regards to, to our black brothers and sisters um, and addressing systemic issues of race and, and uh, addressing uh, some things in, in which this co- this country was founded and, and trying to set things that were once wrong and make them right. Uh, amidst all the, the challenges that come with that um, is also the challenge of following Jesus and being true to following Jesus in all of that. Um, following Jesus does mean being a good ally, and it means demanding and calling for uh, social reform and change that um, elevates and equalizes the playing field for our friends of color, uh, and, it, and it means recognizing our privilege and where we um, where we or our ancestors benefited from 
a previous system that that oppressed those who were not white, um, and and then also with COVID, how do we how do we neighbor well? How do we uh, follow guidelines and and take care of those who are compromised and those of the elderly age group, and, but at the same time. Um, enjoy our freedom and and for those of us who are more likely to be okay um what it means for us to still go about our daily life and um not feel guilty or carry shame for that or uh feel bad because we just are simply in a different demographic or a little bit safer in the environment that we're in uh it's just a, a weird time uh it's a lot to navigate and following jesus in, in the middle of it is really challenging um it's challenging because we want to do it right, but at the same time, we have our inherent wants, needs, and desires ourselves, and we want to try and we get really good at trying to do both. We try and um, try and be both following Jesus, but also meeting needs, and sometimes it feels like those are in conflict. Um, and so, I wanted to talk a little bit today about a, a, a short passage that's in uh, Matthew chapter seven. I'll read it for you. It says, "Enter through the narrow gate." For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Um, This passage has been really heavy on my heart. Uh, Just been thinking about it all through this last week. Um, And it's kind of been forming more and more in my head uh, in what way, like why it's been setting on me. Um, and as I was reading some of the passages before this, um, there's a passage about judging others that Jesus talks about and another pa- passage about um, asking, seeking, and knocking. Uh, and those are the passages that lead into um, these two verses about the, the narrow and wide gates. And I don't think that's a mere coincidence at all. What, uh, what I find from reading all of those and coming to this, this point in Scripture about the gate being small and the road being narrow is um, as followers of Jesus, we have a responsibility to both seek justice and to forgive those who are and will be judged for their poor actions or inactions. Um, And that's a narrow road. And that's a, that's a narrow space to live in where we are both um, advocates of justice and the the first to forgive um as people who have been forgiven for all eternity for all things we've done wrong when we accept jesus um forgiveness is is at the cornerstone of our faith and we can't forget it in times like these Uh, and we can't forget that justice goes hand in hand with forgiveness they are not separate from each other um and that jesus was the reconciling person that made those two things together rather than just being separate entities. And that's why narrow is so difficult. Narrow is difficult. Narrow is inclusive of all. It is forgiving of all. It is hopeful of all. It's redeeming of all things and it's justifying all. Narrow is the person of Christ. It's the person of Jesus. And we fall short in our attempt to be like him but the call and the following of Jesus is to follow in the way that he leads in the way that he has led and from what we can see in scripture. So when he's talking about a narrow road and a small gate, it's not about salvation per se, as much as it's about post our resurrected life. As in when we come to Jesus and we acknowledge and, and invite him into our hearts as our savior and our king, 
that invitation is wide open for everyone and he's all inclusive everybody's invited he wants it for everyone the bible talks about his desire for salvation for every single person that's a big wide open invitation the nero road is the road of what it means after we have this new uh, resurrected spiritual life and our soul is resurrected again with its maker this road is what it means to follow navigating and as we all can probably attest to it is extremely difficult so i'm not going to sit here and pretend that i've got the answers but i do think part of the responsibility of the church especially during these times of crisis and social injustice is to navigate how we best follow jesus uh and i'm trying to do it i'm just simply inviting you guys to to continue doing it with me as a church going in the direction of how do we best follow jesus um so that's why we're talking about this this narrow road and why it's so important and so um it's inherently a part of our dna uh since creation to fall short so I, the expectation isn't that we all get perfect and clean up and do everything right and always say the right things and do every right action because that's Jesus came to die to re, came and died to remove that that performance anxiety to do all of it but as a response as a worshipful response as a disciples response as a followers response to do the things that he did to follow the road that he paved is very narrow and it's very difficult and so that's why we're talking about it today and so uh, how do we address that how what do we what do we do to keep searching for the narrow road or to keep stay or to stay on this narrow road that jesus is talking about and if you want to flip with me over to galatians in galatians 5 um, we'll start in verse 13 You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit was contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual morality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying of each other. That's it. I could probably just close it right now. When we look at the fruits of the Spirit, that's our recipe for what it means to stay on the narrow road. I can, we could just take... 
verses 19 through 26 and call it a day. Um, I'll elaborate a little, but I'm going to let that scripture land. When we talk about navigating the narrow road of what it means to be advocates of justice, but people of forgiveness at the same time, when it talks about being a good neighbor, but also celebrating our own freedom and being comfortable in our own skin and being comfortable with the life that we do have without feeling shame or guilt of it, um, this is where we turn to. You know, Zoe and I are expecting our first baby, as some of you may have found out uh, this December. So and I also just bought our first home uh, this last week. Uh, we've had all of these crazy, awesome, huge deal life events happen that we're so thankful for that are all happening in the midst of a ton of turmoil, crisis and chaos for thousands and millions of people. And I've had to personally reconcile with myself that it is OK for my life to be OK while a lot of other people are struggling. It doesn't mean that I am ignorant. It does not mean that I don't use my voice. It doesn't mean that I don't call for racial justice. It doesn't mean that I don't try and equalize and elevate the status of people of color. It doesn't mean that I don't wear a face mask because I'm 27 and don't have to worry as much about getting COVID as some people. It doesn't mean that I don't consider what my participation in doing the right things according to COVID-19 don't affect other people just because my life has not been dramatically affected. Um, those are all things that fall into the, that, the flesh as this, this verse talks about, um, to, to, uh, have faction and discord, selfish ambition, envying, uh, for me to have my own selfish ambition, my own selfish agenda, and to be divisive in the idea that my own world is my own world and it doesn't matter if it affects someone else is inherently wrong and it's inherently the flesh. In the same way that we treat people who have differing opinions about COVID-19 or the same way that we treat people who um, have differing opinions about how to go about racial equality, how we treat them either looks like something from the flesh or something from the spirit. And while we call for justice and we call for doing the right thing, we call for good neighboring, we also have to call for uh, love and gentleness and kindness. When we talk about kindness, again, I can't emphasize enough in Romans, Paul talks about it's the kindness of God that leads to repentance. If we want to see change with people who right now are having a harder time grasping what's going on with the racial injustice in our world. We have to understand that kindness leads to the repentance that we want to see. And that's really challenging for us when we really want to be divisive, when we really have our own selfish agenda about wanting people to get on board. And even if it's for the betterment of people, when it's out of a place of anger and it's out of a place of uh, our own ambition to be right, um, it can be uh, understood, misunderstood in a way that no one wants to receive it, even if it's inherently true. And I am guilty of this more than most. Having get, I'll get worked up and debate my point till kingdom come. But if it's not out of a place of gentleness, out of kindness, out of goodness, and it's out of a place of ambition, wanting to be right, my own selfish agenda, my own division, wanting to be in the place of 
being seen as intelligent or smart. Uh, that's all flesh. It's all it's all my own thing. That's not the Lord himself in it. It doesn't mean the Lord is not in justice. It does not mean that the Lord is not on the side of the of the, the oppressed. It simply means Jesus's narrow road takes us a different way to show people what it really means to be both about justice and about the business of forgiveness. And when we pray on earth as it is in heaven, what we're praying is not this, that doesn't land on one side of an aisle or another. That doesn't land on being conservative or liberal. It doesn't land on being um, uh, a social justice advocate or um, being someone who's really conservative and really unsure of whether rioting is okay or not. Jesus's road paves a way where everyone experiences justice and forgiveness. And for us to teach people the justice that needs to happen in our world and the good neighboring that needs to happen to the people who are compromised and to the people who are elderly. If we want people to see that, we have to pave a road that Jesus paved. We have to follow the road that Jesus paved, excuse me, of a different way. Words alone, our own agenda of just wanting to be right won't be good enough. And I've tried too many times myself to just use my own words to be good enough. We have to display in our lives, in our character from from within that pours out a different way. That is through kindness, gentleness, peace, joy, forbearance, faithfulness, and self-control. So this is not to deem anything null or void about what's happening in our world. This is a, a deep call, an invitation for all of us, myself included, to move in the direction of the narrow road. We have to find the narrow road instead of the broad one where everyone's going, where our culture's going one way or another, or where this old, privileged, racist mindset when it comes to social injustice is is a totally different other wide gate that we don't want to go down either in this cultural push uh, of just no forgiveness, no grace. We, we have to find and follow a road where we have a way to demand justice and also seek forgiveness for those um, in the same way that the Lord saw fit to do so for us and for all humanity. Um, we are called to be peacemakers and to be peacemakers we have to be willing to make room at the table for all all kinds of people and that is difficult and uncomfortable to hear and i might get some backlash for saying that but that is the true call in my estimation of what we read when we talk about the narrow road the difficulty of following jesus is we don't get to just land on a side uh, Jesus is an he's a king with a whole kingdom that is upside down from this. So our worldview has to literally be one that is upside down and not of the sides or the politics that we've been handed. It, it has to be from a different perspective. And we have to constantly reconcile our personhood with his kingdom. So I know that's a lot. Um, uh, Again, as my offer always stands, 
If there's something that you have a hard time with here or that you disagree with me pretty strongly on, I am I am totally open to a cup of coffee or a Zoom talk or whatever you're comfortable with. Um, whatever if you need to, whatever keeps us socially distanced. Whatever whatever we need to do. If you want to have a conversation, I'm so open to that. Uh, I don't think I have it all figured out. I'm trying to navigate this just as much as you guys. I am just trying to look at the text and take the best of what I see Jesus leading and try and follow that and encourage other people to do so as well. So I'm going to pray and uh, we'll, we'll call it a we'll call it a morning. So God, thank you so much that we get to still find ways to meet uh, and gather online, uh, even though we desire so strongly to be back together again corporately. Uh, God, would you continue to help us find the narrow road and navigate um, this culture and this space and time in the world that we live in, uh, navigate us back to the place where we find you most, where we see your presence most, um, where we see your kingdom come. God, may we be people who carry the kingdom with us in our every interaction with every person yeah that we be people who bring the kingdom uh, with justice and that we bring the kingdom with forgiveness and we bring the kingdom with uh, clear voices yeah mm. and with your presence with us at all times yeah go with us through the rest of this week yeah we love you and we trust you in Jesus name Amen. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to sow into what God is doing through Cascade Vineyard, we always welcome your prayers for our church body, our communities, and our leadership. If you'd like to contribute financially, please visit cascadevineyard.org give. We'll see you all online next week.